You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. My name is Cara Zoyal. I'm from Krypton. Uh, everyone, this is my cousin. I guess you already know. Okay, I think I have this. Uh, Oliver. Green Arrow. Dig. Spartan. Thea. Speedy. And Sarah. White Canary. Jack Stein. Firestorm. Uh, Ray. Palmer. Uh, the Atom. And Mick. Hmm. Oh, Heatwave. Uh, Always a pleasure to see you, Lucy. Hello. I believe we've met Lucifer, Morningstar. Consider us even, John Constantine. <laughs> Constantine. Is it? I don't care. Be ready. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. If you're listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find us at themisfitfaction.com. There you'll find links to all of our content, including articles, uh, reviews, YouTube, Twitter, and pictures of our questionably lovely faces. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and with me is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I am doing fantastic, Sire. How are you? Did you just call me Sire? Yes, I did. What was my safe word again? And also Far with us... I can't say that, because <laughs> uh, the last time didn't go so well. Also with us is unofficial, official third podcast host, Rob. Rob, how are you tonight? I am excited to be working with three gentlemen who have faces made and for a radio. <laughs> made for three radio. gentlemen and a baby? And a ghost in the background. <laughs> and uh, joining us, mostly because he didn't want to go home after his episode, <laughs> we have from Cinematic Adventures, Sean. Sean, how are you today? Who am I? Why am I here? Can you please <laughs> let the chains off? Put your Turn your uh, hearing aid on. <laughs> oh, I can hear you now. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I am good, though. How are you? Oh, my God. I totally asked you how you were. Yes, you I'm did. Thank good. you. I'm good. Thank you. That's At least someone pays attention. Who, Who are you? Is this Cinematic know. Adventures or Multi... Okay, whatever. So, we're talking uh, about movies, so I feel like it's the same thing. We are talking about movies. So we are? We, uh, we're actually talking about two movies tonight. Um, we are going to be talking, finally, for the first time ever, because we took... For those of you guys who don't know the history of the Multiverse fan cast, we went from being very, very proactive on uh, recording and releasing. I think at one point we were releasing three episodes a week. About, yeah. With no editing, because we didn't know how to do it. Because we were cool. We don't need editing. <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need <laughs> editing. But um, And then we took a, a quite a hiatus, and uh, we, we made a few attempts to come back, and now we're finally back in the groove, and we're doing uh, much more consistently back, than, than back we were. The By the way, fun fact, uh, big uh, kind of announcement, how many uh, downloads are we at right now, Ronnie? We are currently at 2,250. 50 total downloads for and us. And that is awesome. We wanted to thank you guys. Our yes. goal is uh, 2,500, I think, uh, in the next month or so. Yes. I think that's a, a relatively obtainable goal. So uh, the best way for you guys to help us with that goal is uh, not only just downloading, but also subscribing, leaving reviews, uh, stars on Apple Podcasts. Apparently, they do star ratings. Yeah. So um, anything you guys can do, sharing with your friends or just, you know, just letting people know that this is what we do if they want to. Spend an hour or an hour and a half or uh, four hours on Justice League with us. <laughs> but uh, tonight we're actually going to be tackling... Th- this was actually... I think Sean oh, suggested this to me, that it's kind of the opposite of 
Zack Snyder's Justice League. That would be, that would be Ronnie. So um, for once, for once, I did a good idea. You did a very good idea. By idea, idea. You did IGF. a good. You did, did a, a good thing. thing. That's Golfers what we say. Golfers in, clap. In <laughs> but uh, for those guys no, who don't know, IKEA. actually, Ronnie does the entire website on his own, pretty much. So uh, if you guys go to themisfitfaction.com, you'll see a ton of stuff. And Ronnie kind of put it, pretty much put it all together, and we just kind of provide him the content, yeah. including uh, reviews on the Falcon and Winter Soldier series, which we're going to be doing next week as a full episode. So we're going to actually have to all watch the episode before we record. Which actually, I was thinking it actually, um, it's a good thing that we're doing this this week because this is a nice lead up to the Falcon and yes. the Winter Soldier because we get to look at you know Bucky and Sam's uh, relationship in Infinity War and Endgame. Exactly. Yeah. So today we're talking about Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? <laughs> Bucky and Sam. I thought, no. was, I thought we were doing the Back to the Future retrospect. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not Bucky no, no, and Sam. Sam and Dean. <clears throat> Sam and Dean. Oh, okay. I got my name is mixed up. We can actually probably just <clears throat> jump into a Supernatural episode right now. Yeah, right. Probably do an okay job. Sean, Sean you're doing okay. Uh, yeah. I'm on season 14. We are almost, we're almost done with season 11. Or season 10, excuse me. But uh, we are talking Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Now, if you guys have ever listened to us in the past, which most of you probably have at this point, um, typically we, we either do a roundtable discussion about a movie, like we did for Justice League, or we'll do a breakdown. I think for the sake of... Humanity. Five, for the sake of humanity yeah. and for five hours of movie, we are definitely not going to be doing a full rundown of both movies. So uh, we're actually going to be tackling just uh, more topic-based and uh, story points in the movies um, and kind of where the MCU is at the end of it. So before we even get started, we'll, we'll do some initial thoughts, first on Infinity War and then on Endgame. We'll go around the table, just just a general broad idea of where you stand on Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, we'll do Infinity War, go around, and then we'll go around again for Endgame. So that way you guys have time to put your mm-hmm. thoughts together. So I'll start just because they were not prepared, and I did not tell them that we were going to be doing this, and that's how we roll here at the Multiverse. ready thing. for anything. <laughs> I'm ready, I'm ready, The I'm readiness ready, is all. I'm ready. Even though you, you laughed so hard you had to excuse yourself before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> but, Sorry, um, that was my fault. <laughs> so I'm going to start with Infinity War. I... I find Infinity War to be the more entertaining movie. I can put on Infinity War and be constantly entertained throughout. Are you not entertained? I If Infinity War <laughs> is in, I am very entertained. It is, I would say it's in my top, not my top three, but definitely I would say my top five Marvel movies. It's, it, mm-hmm. it's one of the movies where it was not afraid to end on a dark Sour note. Empire Strikes Back of the MCU. I, I can I can stand yeah. behind that. Um, I also enjoyed seeing some new character interactions. Um, seeing Doctor Strange and Iron Man interact for the first time. Seeing Spider Man interact with um Doctor Strange's cloak of of flight was fun. But uh, the Guardians and and Thor and then you know we get the ending scenes where we get more characters that are playing with each other for the first time. Um, I remember one of the first trailers was uh on Titan Doctor Strange throwing the discs the magic disc and Peter Quill jumping on them like that. Yeah. Like that's like what? Yeah. It's cool to see, you know, it's neat to see all these well-established movies sort of come together and, and play with one another, even though the, some of them are varied tones too. Are, are they, are they different oh, tones? Are we're going to go toe to toe, aren't we? <laughs> no, I will say um, the, the really for me, like as much as I like to kind of rag on the Marvel movies a little bit, I do thoroughly enjoy them. All, and anybody who's listened knows that I'm a big, I'm just a big comic book fan and I enjoy different the, the biggest tone shift happens when the Guardians show up. Like, immediately, 
the movie almost feels like it completely changes because yeah. like it's the big title card space because why it's Guardians and they're playing Rubber Band Man and they're you know they're all just jamming and I'm like they caught the aesthetic. Guardians has a different aesthetic than a lot of the other movies, and that's James Gunn probably. That's yeah. completely yeah. James Gunn. That's why I'm really excited for Suicide Squad to see what he does with it. Um, but Guardians is really the only Marvel movie. Well, it's one of the Marvel movies that always sticks out in a different tone. Yeah. Like I, I hate to say it, but like Doctor Strange is Magic Iron Man. Yeah. No, yeah. I, you're like, not. You're not wrong. I, I totally agree with you that you know, for some of the movies, they get specialized directors that really do something unique and special with it. You know, like say, you know, Thor Ragnarok when they got. Uh, um, Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi, yeah, to do it. And he brings his own flavor to it. So, like, Ragnarok is very much a stylistic difference than everything else. Same with Guardians. Um, whereas, yeah, Doctor Strange. Even, like, Ant-Man, as much as I love Ant-Man, Ant-Man was tiny Iron Man. It was. Yeah. And I think, I, I got to say, I think that's one of the few times Marvel dropped the ball is in not hiring Edgar Wright for that. They really should have kept yeah, that. Yeah, that's a whole other discussion. Which, when when like Ant-Man Quantumania comes out, we'll, we'll definitely be talking the series as a whole because... Um, it, Marvel trilogies, Marvel's Marvel's inner series and in, in their big series, they're always hit or miss. Like Captain America series, really good. The Thor series was okay, then not so good, and then epic. Yeah. yeah. And then Iron Man is, it's right in the middle of the yeah, road, unfortunately. Is. But um, yeah. So those are my initial thoughts. Uh, passing the podium over to Ronnie. Ronnie, initial thoughts: Infinity War. <clears throat> yes. Um. Infinity War was by far a greater movie than Endgame was. Um, but Endgame to me is more memorable than than Infinity War. Because um, I think you had more of the stories. And you I like seeing the conflict. And even though we had three slash two and a half teams. Because towards the end, obviously, you got the Earth and the space team kind of meet up or whatever but it the way they were able to tell all the different stories for all the different teams worked very well um and obviously the interaction between thor and the guardians is by far one of the greatest team-ups ever as guardians of the galaxy yes. um him and peter quill going back and forth throughout the the entire movie is is just it brings some levity and some joy and some comedy to the movie. There's a lot of fat shaming in these movies. Yes, there's a, like that's one thing that they kind of dropped the ball on. Yeah, but oh, oh Rob, Rob has a thought. <laughs> well, my thought is that I think what's great about it is that when. Thor gets his powers, his quote unquote powers back at the end of Endgame. I know he doesn't really, but he becomes sort of like this warrior Thor again that he keeps the weight on. See, like, I and find I, it... I like that because I, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I thought it was an embracing, like that he doesn't, because if they were fat shaming, I think then they would have been like he went back to thin Thor. So let me, let me backtrack then on that. Okay. The fat shaming happens with the jokes that are put in between. Like War Machine, Don Cheadle's character, yeah. who is a, an, an Air Force veteran. He he should be the last person to be like to look at Thor and when Thor's like, do you know what's coursing through my veins? And he's like, cheese whiz. Like he should be the first person to be like, because he did it for Tony Stark. He mm -hmm. knew Tony Stark was not right. <clears throat> also, I'm talking more when they first meet Thor, and they're like, cool, you're one sandwich away from being fat. Yeah, they. That <laughs> was, All right, I'm gonna get a yeah. Bowflex. I'm gonna commit. <laughs> you know, so some of those some of those jokes for me, just just having my own issues mm -hmm. that I deal with, they they didn't resonate well. Okay, and and that. they still like. I, I like I like the dude character though, the Lebowski the, Thor. The Lebowski Thor. 
again, I, it's still it, for me like it was played for laughs, but at the same time they did treat it with some serious moments and yeah. s- some serious thoughts. Like when Tony Stark finally says, "You're in no condition." It wasn't talking about his physicality; it was right. where he was, yes, yeah. emotionally. Like that, that worked for me. But then there were a lot of times, like when he's leaving, and his mom's like, "Eat a salad." Yeah. Like you had such a powerful emotional moment. Did we? Unfortunately, Marvel likes to undercut with their with their jokes. Mm-hmm. Their quips are always like they they have to throw it in, even make fun yeah. of it. You know, Tony Stark says to Ultron, "He beat me by one second. Like sometimes I I feel like the humor does cross too much, but um. That's all I'll say about the fat, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the fat jokes. A lot of fat <laughs> jokes. But um, any other thoughts, Ron? No, I'm keeping it short and sweet. Like you. You're very tall. I'm not that You're very short. tall. You're very tall. You're very tall. I knew As soon as I said it, I knew. <laughs> but uh, Rob, Five, Infinity nine, War. Nine. Uh, I, I had the pleasure this week when they told me that we were going to be doing Infinity War Endgame. I'm like, I have to rewatch these because it had been a while. Um, it, it Actually, the last time I saw Infinity War was just before Endgame came out. Uh, and I was I had the pleasure of watching both movies back to back, which I, I hadn't done before. And uh, so I, I kind of saw it as a like almost six hour epic film, um, which is was fascinating to compare it. And I won't say anything negative. Fascinating comparing it to watching the Snyder cut uh, in its entirety. Like and it was neat to sort of draw the comparisons. Um, Infinity War. One of the things about Infinity War that I noticed when I was watching it is I really felt like I was seeing comic book storytelling with all of these interconnected characters with all of these crisscrossing plots uh with seeing different mat- team ups and stuff like that like it it really f- feels like you're leafing through a comic book and it has just this it's so tightly told too um and and it's like it, it just there's no gaps there's no downtime there's no like oh I want to fast forward through this part so I can get to that part like every single second is so um, well put together and I love that they spend a good like half hour uh, dedicated to smelting um, which is, <laughs> is something you don't see in a lot of movies nowadays so yeah they did it in Justice League when they were locking up the boxes and you hated it they weren't <laughs> smelting <laughs> the Amazons were they smelted theirs but anyway that was smelting they should have maybe more smelting more would have made smelting. it a better <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> uh, but we will discuss uh that I think because Rob brings up a, a good point and it's something that I want to bring up when we talk about Endgame. But Sean, Infinity War is a uh, movie. It, it is. I wasn't sure. I, oh, I, <laughs> he's new uh, to the, the show. War I, I have not seen Infinity War in a while. I'll be honest. I I kind of you know was like, oh, you're talking about Avengers. Oh, I'll I'll I'll, I'll join. Not realizing you guys I have chips. Seen, not realizing <laughs> I haven't seen Infinity War in a while. But looking back on it, um, I. Walked into that movie knowing that obviously it was a two-parter. You know, we knew Endgame was coming out not too long after, um, but and then the Russo brothers really took that movie and just connected every single character. I thought mm-hmm. very well. I mean, they turned out to be just the shining light in Marvel's directorial. Uh, yeah. John Favreau started it, but the Russo brothers they finished it. Yeah, um, and they just hit it out of the ballpark, and. Overall, as as Rob said, as all of you said, I thought it just were it, it was like a comic book coming to life. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Guardians and Thor, uh, Iron Man and Doctor Strange, Spider Man. You seeing Spider Man, you know, with the group for the first time. You know, you saw him a little bit in Civil War, but this was the first time. You know, you see him with Iron Man. It was just, I thought overall it was very very good. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's our thoughts on Infinity War. Ronnie, you are co-host, co-founder. I'm gonna pass an idea to you and you let me know 
Do you want to do end yes. game? No, 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 no. Oh. Do you want to do end game thoughts now or talk Infinity War then do end game thoughts? We gonna dangle that carrot and not I don't know, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Please put your pants back on. And not do end game. Okay, right so now. we'll we're we'll, dangling the carrot. You so gotta listen to us to find you out. You wanted fun, Ronnie. So if you <laughs> want more, you're gonna have to keep listening. Oh God. That was also a perfect time to stop the video. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll do uh, just kind of a roundtable discussion on uh, Infinity War. Just maybe like maybe a memorable scene. Each of us just talk about a memorable scene or a memorable concept, something that really kind of sticks out. Like when you think Infinity War, what do you think and why do you think it? Right? Because obviously we can't do an entire movie breakdown. We'll, we'll be here forever. Yeah, I know. Um, even though, as Rob said, it's very tightly put together. It moves very quick. Um, and I think that's going to be one of my downfalls with, uh, with Endgame because I find that Endgame sometimes dragged. And, and that, that's just my honest mm-hmm. opinion. All right. So, all right. So here's how we'll start. We are going to start with uh, a concept, a scene, a character, something that really sticks out in this movie that you really enjoy. And uh, we're going to bounce off each other and probably interrupt each other and talk over each other. And I'm going to have to do some editing what? on the sound. Yeah, we would just never. Stop it. <laughs> I'm freaking out. So freaking um, out, man. when you guys think this movie, what is what is what comes to your mind? I know for me personally, it's the ba- the ending battle on Titan. As much as as much as I'm like a huge Captain America fan, yeah. he is a character that's kind of sidelined in this movie. Very much so. Because the movie's not about Captain America. Yeah. This movie is a direct result of the Avengers breaking up in Civil War. Yeah, Endgame is Cap's film. This one is Tony's film. Yes, yes, very much so. And I loved having Tony basically taking what what resources he had and and going after Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um, I will mention a gripe. Here, here is my gripe, and so maybe this should be our structure: one memorable moment, one gripe. Oh, that's that's All totally right, fair. So my memorable moment is obviously the fight on Titan. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when, when Thanos throws the moon. Like, holy crap! Yeah. Like that was just like comic book iconic. That is great. And you know, like seeing like Doctor Strange use the mirror dimension, and and kind of seeing the the real Sorcerer Supreme going toe to toe with Thanos, because um, we we all kind of gauge how powerful our characters are by how well, how well they fought Thanos and you know Doctor Strange uh Scarlet Witch and Captain Marvel were really the ones that gave him the biggest run for his money I think even though Thor did technically kill him but um and Iron Man puts up a great fight like they all do and yeah. you know Spider-Man catches him with the, I, I love the magic more magic magic <laughs> with a kick so here here is my gripe and feel anybody feel free to like argue me on you're this wrong point. I'm ready okay so you're wrong. Ah. So Doctor Strange tells Tony that he needs to turn the ship around so they can get back to Earth. Okay. So he's like, he's he specifically says, "Can you turn this thing around and get us back to Earth?" Why couldn't he just open up a portal? And when get is this? On the ship, on the donut ship, when, when? they're flying right after oh, they right, save right, Doctor right, Strange. I, I, I always forget Doctor Strange is with them. Yes. All right, well, they're, they're there to save him. Yeah. So he asks, can you turn this thing around and get us home? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't he just teleport back with the portals? Because that's like this Superman clutch. But then they use it for their big moment in Endgame. When they all come in. They're even mm, able to true, coordinate yeah. it yeah, with I Sam. Know. Yeah. Like I, I hear Sam talking to Doctor Strange, who's never met before. It's very important. 
that this portal opens hey, on you're, his you're, left. You're, you're no. This you're is ruining a this it. is a gripe though. This is a legitimate gripe. You're so you're saying that the wonkiness of the Endgame. portals is, or the convenient wonkiness of the portals. They they go with the rule of cool enough. in Endgame. Yeah. They they yeah. definitely go, and the rule of cool always supersedes. But that that is one thing when people when I talk about this movie, I always I I even thought to myself, I was like, can you just teleport them back? Mm-hmm. Like, can you just open a portal? A simple line like you can't open up a portal while we're moving at, you know, 10 times the speed of light. Like something, something physics mm-hmm. would be, would have, but I don't know why it just always stuck out with me. <laughs> it's like one of those little things that like, I, I just, I get annoyed with. Yeah. Um, I also don't like the hate that Peter Quill gets in this, from this movie. Well, it's yeah. his fault that, you know, but see the thing about that is, <laughs> and, and this, this goes back to my John Walker argument from Falcon and winter soldier. So, Without spoiling anything, and I'm not up to date on the current episode. He needs to be. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, John Walker does make a decision in, after his his partner gets hurt and or killed. I don't know. Yeah, no. Yeah. Killed. Yeah. Um, Peter Quill has already been established as a hothead. When the second his his dad or uh, ego is like, yeah, I killed your mom. He's like, he snaps out of it. He just starts blasting him away. Mm-hmm. That is completely. It was completely within his character right. to lose it when he found out that the love of his, that the last person that he loved, besides his, you know, his friends, was gone. So I that that always annoys me that uh, mm-hmm. that Peter Quill gets a lot of hate for such a human reaction. Yeah, because uh, you know I'm only half human, so Just that 100 percent of me, that 50 yeah. percent of me, is 100 percent of you. <laughs> I love that one yeah. too. Uh, Ronnie, memorable and gripe memorable moment would have to be with Thor. His Very entrance, specific. Okay. His entrance in, into Wakanda. Mm. Super memorable. I, I that that's something that I can just watch like you guys are so screwed now. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> that is so terrifying like, though, the CGI yeah. of Bruce Banner's head. Like yeah, sometimes like, is, oh God. Yeah, yeah. That that scene, that moment is <clears throat> better than any circle shot we've ever had. Um, not the best moment we've had in MCU. There's two, two in Endgame that are better. There's two. There's two in oh, Endgame. That oh are yeah, yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, but that that to me is one of the most memorable moments. The one thing I didn't like was how easily the Hulk. Buster armor was like defeated, like torn to shreds. Like, like you would think like that thing would be able to hold up. Like, look at Iron Man's suit and the fact that that thing can hold up so well. But the Hulkbuster suit was like ripped apart, counterpoint, like, oh, super quick. Counterpoint. Okay. In Infinity War, it was broken up very quickly. He just kept replacing it with new parts. So yeah. I, I get what you're saying, yeah. and also it's it's Bruce Banner using it. Yeah, but I, I I can understand that like, and he even says it like this. So this suit already kicked the crap out of the Hulk. Yeah, and then he's like, like oh no, I, I, just, I just would have loved to seen it more. That that's all, and it's not like a major gripe with the movie because I again this movie to me is in the top three MCU movies. Wow, yes, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very nice. Rob? I'm actually going to start with my gripe because it's going to build off of your favorite movie. I mean, favorite moment. Okay. My gripe is that when Thor returns, that they don't play Led Zeppelin. 
I I hate that yeah. they go to the Avengers music. I would have loved to have. I think it's immigrant song. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. kicks in. I would have yes. loved. And there's actually people if you go onto YouTube that have, have pasted in immigrant yeah. song into it, and it does. It works so it, much better than the Avengers true. music. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because like we were talking about um, them taking the aesthetics, especially from Guardians and stuff. Thor really kind of gets the short ends. Agreed. With with this, it, it feels like from it feels like Ragnarok was filmed after this. Yeah, I, I would mm-hmm. agree with you because like you know the eye first they, they give him a brain. Oh, here's your new eye. You know, oh you need a you need a new weapon. No, no, we learned you don't need that. Like the the power was in you all along, Charlie yeah. Brown. Like <laughs> you know, so I I feel like for Thor this movie was a bit of a step back. Yeah, yeah. Especially I, I, with the I do agree with you. Actually, that is one of the gripes I've always had with the two is that yeah, in Ragnarok, you know, he, they are told, oh, it's always in you. You're the god of thunder. And you don't need a hammer. And then he's like, I need a hammer. I need a, an axe. And I'm, yeah. I was always like, that's all right. I'll go with it. Like, there's no moments in this that I was like, oh, no, I, that doesn't work for me at all. Like, mm-hmm. the whole movie works for me just on so many levels. Yeah. Um, so that's, but that's my, I think my only gripe. Um, I will say that rewatching it now, the gripes I originally had when I first watched it have since dissipated. Because um, there were some gripes I had about cgi stuff that bothered me and it doesn't bother me that much anymore um expectations i had that don't bother me anymore because now i know what to expect um so i really i i had i'm sorry i'll say i'm sorry first before i say this having spent weeks watching all the dc movies again was tough i mean don't don't get me wrong it's still you know, better time spent than most doing a lot of other things. But having sitting and rewatching these two, I was smiling for the entire time I was watching these two. It was just such a joy to to sit through them. Um, well, also, I think that the biggest reason for that for me anyway, because I, I will agree with you, like watching Infinity War and Endgame, I, I'm always a little bit more smiley. Yeah. Um, a, they have the bigger comic book iconic moments. Like, and we'll, we'll talk about that, especially for Endgame. But, um, I think really th- these are payoff movies. Yeah, we we there's a this was a big. I would be very curious to see had the Snyderverse or the Justice League universe continued, would we have eventually gotten that Endgame and Infinity yeah, War we, series? I know I I gloss over that fact a lot that you know the DC universe is was still in its infancy mm-hmm. uh, when we got to Justice League. So you know they, there should be more forgiveness than I give it. Um, Because, you know, Iron Man 3 was, or no, Iron Man 2 was just, was not very good at all. Yeah. Um, And there, you know, even the Thor Dark World was not very good. Those were their exposition movies. Yeah, they were were still working on it all. Um, But speaking of, of, uh, uh, you know, distinct uh, images to a lot of, distinct uh, tones to movies, that's why I'm very excited for The Eternals. Um, Chloe Zhao is a really cool filmmaker. I just saw her latest film, Nomadland, and I just, it's so... I think this is going to be more different than anything we've seen before because she's very unique. Um, Well, it's one of the reasons New Gods got canceled. Yeah, because of Eternals. In terms of favorite, this is a hard one. Um, I know I get chills every time Stormbreaker gets made because just seeing him lying on the ground and seeing the the lightning starting to course through his fingers and his fingers start to wake up as Stormbreaker's coming together and then Groot, I'm getting chills now, and then Groot comes in with his, to make the axe handles, just such an an incredible moment. Um, For me, I love 
how Rocket came to the foreground in this film, in these two films, and just became yeah. such a, a formidable, such a caring mm-hmm. character. It such was a, a nice, th- nice progression of his story. Yeah, he was a very three-dimensional character. It's, it's, it's one of the few times that we've so connected with a CGI character the way yeah. we did with Rocket. And he, he, he's got so many layers to him. I, I just, I love everything with Rocket. So that, that might be probably my top thing. Well, um, it's, it's funny you mentioned the scene with uh, Stormbreaker mm. because in the original trailer, there's a shot of Thor. He has nothing in his hand, but he puts his hand up in the air and lightning comes out. So originally, because Marvel's very famous for cutting their trailers and taking out the key points, um, you know, characters, items of interest, whatever. So I guess originally he was supposed to catch that, get that axe because you see yeah. it levitate and then the scene cuts, but he was supposed to pick it up and, and like have his triumphant pose, but they took it out and, re- and just stuck with the... Uh, the Asgard land. I think all, that, and, yeah, and they did something similar with Ragnarok, where they made in the trailers having him with both eyes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, they they did do things like that to psych us out, and then just the last thing I'll say is just um, this film made me really see just how cool Stephen Strange is. Like Doctor, the Doctor Strange movie was good, but I was like, uh, you know, yeah. like you said, it was Iron Man, magical Iron Man. Yeah. Um, after seeing this, I was like, wow, I want to be Doctor Strange. Yeah. And it also it made it gave his character a little bit more distinction. Mm. He wasn't just magical Iron Man. Like yeah. the two of them butted heads, and yeah. they were very similar in, in demeanor, but they were also very different. So uh, moving over to Sean, cinematic adventure, Sean. Cinematic. Cinematic adventures. Cinematic Sean. Sean. Cinematic Sean. Cinema Sean. Am I? Are you? I don't know. Where am I? Sean Emma. Sean's been sleeping. <laughs> what? What's Sean Emma? No, shawarma. Shawarma? <laughs> Shenanigans? I don't know what it is, but I know I want to try right it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Sean, favorite uh, or standout um, point from Infinity War and any gripe you might have? Well, in oh. listening to the three of you guys talk, I tried to you know put all my thoughts together. Um, in terms of memorable scenes, you know, Ronnie mentioned, obviously, you know, Thor's return to uh, Wakanda. That's a classic. The scene I like the one I watch a lot, you know, I'll YouTube it every now and then because I just thought it was a really cool. Is Captain America's entrance at the beginning with oh, uh, when, uh, yeah, when he's yeah. rescuing uh, Vision and Wanda, and it's fun watching a lot those of good two that did yeah. pretty much. But uh, I was like that scene, you know, you don't know yeah. who it is, and then he catches the the lance, you know, and he just pops out of the beard. shadows. Yeah. He's got the I beard see you've now. copied my beard. <laughs> And that was good. The the, the little the, the go back between uh, him and Thor, which yeah. was good when they first see each other. Well, because um, they thought they thought Thor was dead. Like they they legitimately thought and Hulk had been missing for years. Yeah, and, and, yeah. but Hulk yeah. lands and he's like, he killed Thor. Like yeah. that's what yeah. happened. That's the thing. Yeah, he tells him you now. Thor's. That's Thor. another scene. Watching the Hulk get his ass kicked. Yeah, by Thanos. Yeah, that's, we never got that. Pay- and I'm going to talk about that for Endgame. That's probably that. my gripe. Mm-hmm. Is we ne- I know this is you know kind of hinting towards um the next movie but we never got that that hulk we never thanos. get we never get the hulk and we're, i'm gonna we talk never about get that. the hulk yeah you know yeah. And that was i was always upset by that i was like yeah you got he got basically knocked out of the hulk's body in the beginning of infinity war gets sent back to earth and you never saw him again in the movie and then in endgame and they, which they i was never a fan of that they made him Half Hulk, half Banner, and it just yeah. well. So so let's let's Professor quickly discuss Hulk. that because that that's actually my one of my biggest gripes for Endgame. Um, Professor Hulk. Professor Hulk. Well, can, can I talk about oh, yeah. one more gripe for Infinity oh, yeah, War? Yeah, hit it. He didn't go for the head. 
Yeah, no, he did go for the head. <laughs> yeah. But again, all that's, that for a joke, thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all you that, wanted fun, Ronnie. All that for I a want. boner joke. Yeah, right. But um, but you know, you know what? In all honesty, though, that fit Thor's character. That that yeah. was that was a little bit more of the old Thor peeking yeah. out a little bit, the warrior Thor who who's like, you killed half my people, you're gonna suffer for that before you die for it. Also, that was that was also just such a letdown from the greatness of Ragnarok. Yeah, to just basically half those people just got killed. Yeah. I was just like, oh, it's even worse. It's like half of half. Like they're down to like another third, third quarter. Yeah. Of their that was another thing. Like you never saw what's her name in the beginning of Valkyrie. Infinity War. Uh, Valkyrie. Valkyrie. You have to assume that they. Well, you assume that she. I thought she died. Yeah. Yeah. And Cork, yeah. like, and all of them. You know, Cork. and all that, and um, and Meek. then of course she she she's there in Endgame. Yeah. But that just to me, I was like, I was in such a high from Ragnarok. Yeah. 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 And then you cut to the beginning of Infinity War, and you're just like, ah. Uh, Okay, a all that, and but they make up for it that yeah they have new Asgard now in Endgame, but yeah. it still was like such a gut punch. You were just yeah. like oh, and then obviously Loki, yeah, yeah. that was a bummer. Both these yeah. both these movies start off on real gut punches. Oh, the, the, I will say the the beginning of Endgame it's to me hard. is the yeah. biggest gut punch. Do you know what, but you, you know what the best about him. that was? Yeah. So I think were you with us when we saw the the first showing like the. Of Endgame? Yeah. I'm, I'd be shocked if I wasn't. I remember we were sitting in the theaters, and when that scene starts, everybody's like, oh, no. Well, like, that's, you yeah. heard it. Yeah, everybody yeah. was just and like, we know second, where this is going. The second he turns around and she's dusted, you heard the entire theater go, oh. And yeah. it wasn't just, it wasn't just, it was his whole freaking family. Yeah. I mean, the, like, you couldn't those, even spare one of his kids. Those like, odds weren't good. <laughs> but uh, going back to what you were saying about the Hulk is, my problem is, they they had a deleted scene where he actually he makes peace with the Hulk and he does transform into him at the end of this movie. At the end of Infinity War. At the end of Infinity War. There's a scene that they that they filmed. Um, there's a there's a scene in the trailer where they're like running yeah, towards the there. camera. But that was from, that was a fake yeah, that shot. A fake that out. was a fake, fake shot. Out, yeah. Just like we were, uh, we were all waiting for that. Just like the shot of uh, Spider Man and Iron Man uh, yeah. in for Homecoming. Oh yeah. But um, my my thing about it is. A the Hulk, they made it seem like the Hulk was just scared, but like it, it was more he was tired of doing Banner's work and getting no thanks for it, no, like yeah. like still being like treated like uh, a disease. And then they exposition away, and in all honesty, he should have been the Gray Hulk from the comics. And I, I don't know, Rob, if you're familiar more a with a little the, bit, not like, much. I think that would have been a much better distinction because he wasn't. The Hulk, the character that we fell in love with in Ragnarok, you know, the yeah. Friends Day, yeah. that that version of the Hulk that was so funny and was finally developing, is basically Hulk killed. Like fire, yeah. yeah. But he's he's gone. He's he's yeah. decimated. Big monster. That's one of my favorite things. One of my favorite memes. <laughs> Big monster. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. But uh, let's do Star City ratings on Infinity War. I will go first. I'm giving this movie a four out of five. It is near perfection and i think the only thing that suffers for it is knowing it was going to be a two-parter and it was designed to be a two-parter and that that year in between was long was. Mm-hmm. yeah like really long um but that this movie is one of the best comic book movies of all time and, and i'll defend that mm-hmm. but uh ronnie four or five four and a half four four, four and a half for this movie um i it, you said it was I'm, top three. What's your? I have to know now. I gotta say it's probably Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier and Ragnarok, and this. So, well, I don't think he's a big Ragnarok fan. I, See, I, I rate Ragnarok and Winter Soldier higher than this. They, so, those are the movies I'll put on. Yeah. Well, so this is the thing. As far as quality of a movie, Ragnarok, 
Well, Winter Soldier, Ragnarok, this. But as far as like my taste and like what I would like watch, mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, Black Panther, then this. Okay. But this is a better movie than Black Panther is, in my opinion. But I would watch Black Panther over this movie, though. You know, but yeah. So I I would give this a four five. I think the char- seeing all the characters being able to gel and mesh together. Um, you had memorable scenes, but not as many as you had in Endgame. Um, but and like you said, you know, you knew this was a two parter, and this was part one. But I feel like part one is not supposed to be as good as part two. But this was better than part two. I think this movie, like these two movies as a whole. That's, that, that's the thing. Yeah, yes. I gotta say, having watched both of them back to back this week, they're, they're one movie. It's one yes, whole movie that was released movie. over a year. So, yeah. uh, Rob, Star City rating easily for agreeing with Ronnie in four point five on this. So it's near perfect, near perfect. It's and it, it got better. Like I have to say, time was kind to it, and it did get better. Uh, you know, a couple of years now in after having first seen it. Um, it was also neat, you know, in the WandaVision Winter so- Falcon in the Winter Soldier world now to see those characters and see some of the seeds that were planted in Infinity War and Endgame that were enjoying that water. Yes, I am. Okay. It's actually water. <laughs> it actually is water, too. I'm not <laughs> liquid death, baby. Coming coming soon to <laughs> to a store near you. Right. Um no, I, I really felt that um I, it's interesting that you're you are saying that about Winter Soldier and Ragnarok because those are if I'm in the mood for epic storytelling and and long form you know payoffs and I've got several hours to kill then yes absolutely this film but if I I don't have that long I will yeah easily watch like Black Panther or Ragnarok yeah. or Winter Soldier like those are the times where those are the t- those are the YouTube clips I seek out are from those movies yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas for these two um, but yeah four point five easily it's just divine yeah because this movie it's like what would i change what could make it better and there's really not much unfortunately but but you can't i feel like you can't give any movie i don't care whatever genre a five out of five there's no like absolute dark knight cinematic adventures i think would disagree with you on no dark knight no Uh. because there's always something you can change about a movie, so it can't Even be. Even the Mona perfect. Lisa could use another stroke or two. That doesn't mean it isn't less perfect. Well, it could be a it it could be a four point nine, <laughs> five, four point nine nine, four point nine five, whatever. But there's no such thing as perfect. Right now, you're a six point nine. But anyway, I'm a sixty nine. Yeah. Back to the Future is still. Perfect. Back to the Future is. There's not a moment. I would say, wrong but see, for Back to the Future, I would call it a perfect trilogy, not perfect movies, perfect trilogy. It is that, one of, one three, of the few. Three is is good, but it's not. We needed Rob on the. Uh, yeah, no, that was a good one. Future uh, oh, you guys did it back to the future. Uh, that was, oh, yeah. that was easily, one of our first. Oh, uh, easily. Yeah, you can yeah, find that on uh, cinematicadventures.podbeam.com. Back to the Future Three is good. It's a good movie. I still yeah. enjoy it. Don't worry, we're going to talk about going back to the future or back to the past. In All right. Minutes. Yes. But uh, Sean, the future past. Star City rating for Infinity War. Um, I'm going to give my rating, um, kind of as if this was a whole movie. Okay. And, and I'm going to go 4.5. So when I thought about it. Wow, I'm the lowest. Because um, you're a DC fan. I'm only. Because again, cause I'm, I'm including, <laughs> end, I'm including Endgame in that rating as well. Um, like I said, I haven't seen Infinity War in a while to actually sit through and watch. Endgame I actually watched not too long ago, surprisingly. Um, but 
in remembering it, um, again, like, uh, like I, I can't really add anything to what you guys have said. You guys have said it all so well. It's just a really good, you know, movie, and it perfectly, you know, encapsulates what we've been waiting for in watching all these Marvel movies. I thought it was a just great, you know, yeah, what's the word? Epic Event, achievement. epic achievement. You know, mm. it's something you probably never thought you'd see on film. You know, or and experience it, with a full audience. That too. Like I that mean, that was just incredible to do. I mean, it, it, it's again, you know, as much kudos as I can give to the Russo brothers for for bringing it to you know to realization to Marvel for getting to that point. You know, just yeah, congrats because it really, really did the job. I'm shocked you guys aren't as big fans of Endgame. I actually like Endgame. I haven't said a word yet. No, no, no but I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I sense that Infinity. You guys all seem to enjoy Infinity War more than Endgame. I'm, I was, I always I'm thought I actually like, like Endgame better than Infinity War. Well, if you guys would like to know our thoughts on Infi- on well, Endgame, we are actually going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to discuss our thoughts on Endgame. I'm going to snap my fingers, and I'm going to make one of our hosts disappear. I'll deal with you later. Stay put. I'll be back in a flash. <laughs> Back in a flash. Wow. Does he say that often? <sighs> Too, Too often. All right, and we are back. And just a little behind-the-scenes note. Uh, unfortunately, Sean had to step away. He has to work in, like, four hours. So uh, I yes. snapped my fingers, and he went away. Strange. Should have gone for thing. the head. Should have gone for the <laughs> head. But uh, we are back, and we are going to continue our conversation. And this time, we are jumping into Avengers Endgame. Endgame. Dun dun dun. Now, did you, I never noticed this in uh, Endgame when they do the opening titles, they only have half the orchestra. What do you mean? Huh. When they do the title, the well, main no, don't titles. Don't repeat yourself. That's not going to help. The clarify. main. The main t- <laughs> I was. I was going to extrapolate. <laughs> oh, go ahead. I was going to add extra data <laughs> into my statement, data. teacher. So when they do the main title theme, yeah. The orchestra theme, the traditional Avengers theme plays, uh-huh. but it's missing half of... Oh, like sections of the orchestra. Yes. Okay. That's why it, it sounds different. Oh, I, I never that. noticed that. There and were, that, that there was were a, a few things in this that I didn't notice the first time I watched it, yeah. Yeah, yeah so let's talk initial thoughts. We'll, we'll go around and uh, we'll do just our initial thoughts on Endgame and then we'll uh, jump into favorite scenes, things, that, gripes, whatever it is. Um, so let's, let's go the opposite way this time. So we're going to start with Rob. Because Sean was snapped out of existence, and or he's lost in the quantum realm. It's one of the two. But either way, quantum mania. We should make a running bit where Sean just disappears during podcasts, (laughs) and we just keep talking. But uh, Rob, initial thoughts um, about Avengers Endgame. Now, I've been quiet up to this point, even when the mics have been off, and I haven't said a single word. I will tell you that I think Endgame is equal to Infinity War. I think it is. Now, I can also understand people who say Infinity War is the better film. I actually can see that point, and I think they're very, very valid. Um, but I think it's a very good bookend to the entire saga, and it really brings everything together. I See, I'm also a sucker for anything that has to do with time travel. So I, I love me, me, love me, my time travel. Um, and the fact that this and they said this, too, that it was heavily influenced by Back to the Future, too, yes. which makes sense uh, when you mm-hmm. watch it. So I, I love the time high stuff. 
and I, it's funny too. It's something I didn't really, really realize until I started. I saw both of them back to back. What the first one was missing so much of that was in the second, and that's Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd yeah. is so fantastic in this film. Um, he's the heart of it, and he brings so much, so many great comedic moments that are so small. Just like sitting there eating a taco and having everything fly <laughs> out of the taco yep. uh, when the ship lands. He's he's a national treasure. Well, you know the thing about Paul Rudd's uh, Scott Lang. Scott Lang was, you know, he he had his own solo films beforehand, and both both are very good. Like I like Ant Man, and I even I really enjoy Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. The thing about Paul Rudd is he is the closest thing to the audience surrogate we get. He mm-hmm. is the normal, everyday guy thrown into this world. Yeah, don't forget, he's got a master's in electrical engineering. I know you all know some super people. Yeah. yeah. But, like, he, he's the normal guy. He's the, the, the fanboy that's thrown well, into that's this. that's a good point. Like, we relate to him. He's, he's the closest thing. Like, he's not, he's not a god. He's not super powered. He's just like, hey, remember me? Ant Man, yeah. I know you know Ant Man, <laughs> but like he, he's just he's very relatable. He's yeah. all these other characters come from a, like Steve Rogers is Steve Rogers is what we aspire to be. Tony Stark is what we want to be. Like we everybody Paul Lang is who we are. Paul yeah. Lang is not a real character. <laughs> yeah. Scott Lang or Scott Paul Rudd? You can buy it. <laughs> Excuse me, Paul Lang. And we we're knew, done. We knew what you meant. No <laughs> more nachos for Rob. They're going right to his head. Paul but um. He he's the only character like Black Widow is not relatable. No, she's a strong female character who like women can connect with, but she, like she's a role model. If, They're all role models. If you can, yeah, if Scott you can relate, to, if you can relate to uh, assassins and super soldiers and all that, <laughs> but and that's why you know one of the best things about doing Falcon and the Winter Soldier next week is the whole story is aspiring yeah. mm-hmm. to be Captain America. Yeah, and and the pressures and the downfalls and. You know, with John Walker, who's a character that I will defend. Like, I really, I, he's a jerk, like, for the most part, but I, I understand, yeah. you know? And and that's why I love, when Ant-Man first geeked out about Captain America, and he's like, oh, my God, muscles. Yeah. <laughs> like, as far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass. I will say <laughs> this movie is far more quotable than uh, Infinity War. Yes, yes. It had some just great moments that you could just quote mm-hmm. over and over again. Do you think that's because of the comedy that comes along with having Paul Rudd around? I think it, it adds to it, but I also think they they wrote Captain America better. Yeah, yeah. I noticed in that first, in Infinity War, that Captain uh, Steve Rogers is very muted. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think part of that is because he's been hi- in hiding for so long. Which I get, that's, yeah. that's fine. And and it's it's more Tony Stark's movie, whereas this is more Cap's. But movie. like hearing hearing Captain America t- like curse and like you, this is. He, he, but it all it's all yeah. natural progression. Hearing yeah. Captain America say to Captain America, "I could do this all day," and him yeah, going, "Yeah, I know, yeah, I know." Yeah. <laughs> you know, we forget how far Captain America has come in these movies, and it. I would be very interested to see how he reacclimates to life in the in the 1940s and 1950s. Mm-hmm. You think that would make for a good movie? 1940. I think that'd be a great Disney. 1960s Cap. I think that'd be a really good Disney Plus series. Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, the, the thing about Captain America, and we'll talk about it when we get to the end, is the idea of him just sitting there and not doing anything. Like he he knows you can't mess with time. Like he knows that for a fact. Um, but. Like to to think that he was just sitting there and having that dance, which he deserved. Don't get me wrong. And it's it's a beautiful moment. It's a great ending to Captain America story. But the idea of like, oh, something's happening in Cuba. And he's just like, I don't know. (laughs) Drinks his tea. 
oh, JFK is visiting Texas. We should go. Oh, maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> you know, like yeah. all that stuff. And, you know, even just the internet. He even says it. The internet. So helpful. Yeah. But, um, Ronnie, initial thoughts on Avengers Endgame. Um, kind of like what Rob said. It was a great ending to the saga. You had your, you know, because you had, what, three characters that you knew were not coming back. You know, like th- this was their... Their, their swan song. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the, what this movie is. Exactly. A very big swan song. Mm-hmm. It, and the way they went out was perfect. You know? Um, and you had... Th- this movie was filled with moments that you will never forget. And it's just... Kind of, I, I know I said Infinity War is a better movie. Mm-hmm. I... And I don't mean it meaning like it's far superior. Mm-hmm. I mean it's slightly better, right? Because like you said, they're equal. Just an inch. Or okay, two. just an inch just, or two. Just an inch or two. Infinity War is a little bit better, but it makes a big difference though. It does. <laughs> um, but I, I I like the ending for all the characters we have and the way it sets up the future for the MCU. Which we are going to talk about. I want to do, at the end, we're going to do a little speculation on where the, the MCU is going or something yeah. that we'd want to see for the MCU. Yes. Any, um, is that it? Or you go, still going? Uh, sorry, I, I jumped in. <laughs> I jumped did. in. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was did. rude. You can't do that with me. You can do that with Rob because Rob's able to keep his thoughts. I'm not able to. <laughs> <laughs> which one's Spider-Man? Yeah, wait. No, seriously. Which one is he? The one standing next to Marissa Tomei. Is he yes. the one with iron suit on? With the iron suit on. <laughs> Um, but no, it, it was nice. And then like you guys said too, is, you know, you had, you know, Paul Lang back and everything. You did it too. I, no, I did it on purpose. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it was nice to see Ant-Man back. That's what I'm going to title this episode, The Return of Paul Lang. <laughs> <laughs> um, because in the, in Infinity War, I almost said in the first movie, but in, in, the in, first in, movie. in Infinity War, you didn't really have too much comedy, right? It, it yeah. was all forced. You know, it was all forced comedy. In this, it just comes natural with Ant-Man. Because like you said, he is us if we were put in that situation. That's what you like to see in a movie. Like, I want a character that would be me if I was there. And he portrays it perfectly. You'd be Thor. Stop. Thanks. You're welcome. Wait, which Thor? Endgame Thor. Okay. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. All right. I'll or you'd it. be Korg. Hi. Hi. I'm Korg. 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 Feel free to log onto the Wi-Fi. No password, obviously. Uh, I'll do my initial thoughts on Endgame. Um, it is a fantastic movie. It was. It wasn't even a movie. It was an event. It was something that we looked forward to. And as much as I am a DC guy, this was. This is in the pantheon of superhero movies. It. I don't even consider it a movie. I consider it like this and Infinity War are their own things. They're like they're they're a cinematic experience. Like. Seeing mm-hmm. them on the big screen with a giant crowd of people cheering and and, do, yeah. and like this this was what you know when I, when I was a kid I got bullied for liking all this stuff I was I was in that generation where you didn't wear a Superman shirt to school you you got viciously made fun of like all that stuff and it is it was more of a celebration of this fandom and this this culture that has exploded over recent years mm-hmm. like. You get made. You get made fun of if you don't go see these movies anymore. Which I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a supporter of toxic fandoms. I really. I find them to be destructive to what you know we're trying to do. Yes. But um, this this was the the end all be all. And 
when he finally says Avengers Assemble, that theater exploded. I was trying not to bring that up. Well, we're going <laughs> to talk, talk about favorite yeah. scenes and, and iconic moments because obviously we're each going to have a favorite scene. But I, I feel like, again, this movie kind of stands aside and it's like the, yeah. these are your moments like that we've been building up to. So for me, this movie, it really – it. It, it hits all the right ways. I do find that it drags a little in, in the expositional setup. There's in a, the five years beforehand? No. In the, um, like, once once they decide, all right, here's what we're going to do. Tony Stark thinks of time travel. One night oh, yeah. he needs. Like, yeah. like they, they need, but they need to keep it moving. Yeah. But at the same time, this movie I can turn on from when they finally time travel on. Yeah. I, I can miss the beginning part. Like, I don't... It, it, it's almost like you you can watch the beginning until they start talking about time travel, and then the whole time travel you skip until they know. All right, now we're ready to go. Yeah. So it, it's for me this movie I can like the the last thirty five forty minutes I can watch over and over. Mm-hmm. You watch that ending battle scene, no matter how many times you've seen it, you always see something new. Yes. Whether it's uh, Spider Man swinging on Ant Man or Giant Man's hands. Yep. Or Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck, you know, <laughs> one of my favorite continuity errors though, is uh, when Black Panther has the glove, yeah, and he's running. Ant Man, the last time you saw Ant Man, he was trying to hotwire the van. He's like, "It's dead. I got to hotwire it." Yeah. Black Panther's running. You could see Giant Man in the background putting a Leviathan through one of Doctor Strange's holes. <laughs> Doctor Strange's portals. That sounded really weird after I said it. And oh my god. But, oh um, my god! I'd like to just say that I actually looked it up, and apparently there is a an actor in Batman v Superman, and one of the protesters whose name is Paul Lang. Oh, that's even funnier. <laughs> that's funny. That's actually really funny. But um, so we were right now. <laughs> deep cuts. I, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Paul Lang from Batman v Superman. I apologize. Wow, that's usually my line. <laughs> I was thinking of Batman v Superman. Sorry, guys. But um, this you movie, think of it in a different way. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm alone at night. But anyway, <laughs> this movie. Um, it is it is the culmination, and unf- this this is my one downfall. This is a bookend, and I feel like the Marvel Cinematic Universe has not decided what it wants to do next. Mo- uh, well, like you have to take you have to take into effect COVID and, yeah, and the, the right. standstill that we kind of found ourselves at. But um, technically, Spider Man Far From Home ended the phase. Yes, yes. But unfortunately, Spider Man Far From Home did not set up the next phase. No. Well. It depends because we don't. Depends really, on what they want to do. Yeah, what they want to yeah. do. I mean, it, it looks like the multiverse is being set up as the next phase, and that was technically yes. introduced in Far From Home. You know, when they started talking about Mysterio being from the multiverse. Yeah, but that yeah. was a lie. That was. A oh, fit. it was a lie, but at least they introduced the concept. They're gonna Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is right. gonna really tackle it. Um, we'll see where it goes from there, but um, we'll, we'll talk about the the state yeah. of the MCU at the end of this movie and kind of what we want to see some things, but um. So let's. This is a podcast, not a movie. Yeah, not right. But um, <laughs> or is it? So let's talk favorite scene and one gripe. Gripe, gripe and scene. Scene and gripe. Scene gripe. Mm-hmm. Also trying to think of like running jokes now. Um, does anybody have one that they want to jump with first, or do you want me to go first? I I, I can go. All right, Ronnie's gonna go kind first. Kind of. I'll kind of go. Do you want me? To so no, 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 no. Hold your horses. I don't have a horse. Fine, hold your Pegasus. All right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, like you said, my gripe is the the whole time. Not necessarily the what we've seen time travel, but the fact that I felt like it was too long uh, uh, of a part in the movie. 
I, I wanted, as Timmy would say from Timmy's Corner, I wanted more smashing. He actually, hold on. Since you bring it up, uh-oh. Um, <laughs> I, I uh, was, you know, I, I, I was watching Endgame and I had to go to sleep, so I, yeah. I turned it off. And then when I turned it back on the next day, I noticed it had moved from where I left <laughs> it off. And so I asked Timmy, I said, "Were you watching Endgame last night?" He goes, "Yeah. How'd you know?" I said, "Cause it's not where I left off." He goes, yeah, I watched it, but I fast forwarded through the boring parts. <laughs> I said, which were those? He goes, when they were talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Because like, uh-huh. you know what it is? Yeah. Infinity War has a lot of action set pieces. It, right. it is very fast paced mm-hmm. with the action set pieces. You get, um, you know, like the Battle of New York. You get the Battle in Scotland. You get the like the Battle of Wakanda, the Battle on Titan. Like it, it is the even the spaceship fights, you know, yeah. and then you get the Avengers versus Guardians because it's a Marvel movie. It's a superhero movie, not yeah. even a Marvel movie. Right. The heroes have to fight at some point. Yeah, but um, this movie, the the action set pieces don't start real. I mean, you get Hawkeye in the beginning. Yeah. Does it does it not, bother not anybody else that they don't call him by his code name ever? Yes. They don't call her Scarlet Witch. Not not till no. now. Wait wait. Till now. Are you talk about Hawkeye. Or you talk about Ronan. Both. Okay. They called him. I, Natasha calls him Hawkeye once in Avengers. Yeah. I think that's sort of like a geek cool kind of thing that like yeah. we don't have to say their names because the real fans will know it but see that that's my issue though they call steve rogers cap yeah, or captain right. america they constantly he, he gets referred to by his code name yeah and, but you know marvel's always play, like the marvel movies have always played fast and loose with identities and code names yeah. and all that stuff yeah. i i do that is one thing and that's not a slight against just this movie yeah. that's a that's a marvel slight that mm-hmm. i have i you know, yeah, obviously we get the iconic line, I am Iron Man. I'm like, yeah. when's the last time somebody called you that? Yeah. But, like, I, I wanted him, to, like, they're they're calling him Ronan. That yeah. would have been a cool line. Yeah. Like, when, when uh, mm-hmm. who is it, uh, War Machines. Yes. You know, and they don't even call him War Machine. No. I, but then in Iron Man 3, they joke around, Iron Patriot. That's way cooler. Yeah. Like, I, I and Spider-Man. I think he's really the only one, other Spider-Man one. Spider-Man and Ant-Man? Yeah, okay, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> um, you don't know Ant-Man. They, so, they don't want to take my picture. So back to what we were talking about. Um, so so th- that would be my gripe is just the, uh, the the lagging of setting up the time traveling and everything. Mm-hmm. A scene that sticks out to me, I'm going probably something that no one would expect, and that is the Hawkeye-Black Widow scene. Yeah, when, when On Vormir? On Vormir. Or? Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Big, big moves. That, that, big yeah, because I feel like everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, this one, this one," because it's the one everyone knows. But I'm like, I, I don't want to say those because, I'm like, that, that's what everyone's gonna say. Obviously, because those stick out the most. But to me, that whole entire scene on Vormir is just—it's it, 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 very it, powerful. It's very powerful, and to me, that might be sadder than Iron Man. Mm-mm. Wow. Yes. It's a, those are big, big statements. Yeah. Might be sadder. I, I, I'm still debating that, but all right, it, it might be sadder. Rob, uh, favorite scene and a gripe. Favorite scene is definitely when I find out that Joe Russo is back into dating. That, that <laughs> scene actually met with some backlash. Oh, really? What? So nobody cared that the first openly gay character was in a Marvel movie. The gripe was that he was not portrayed by a gay actor. I'm dead serious, and this yeah. this goes back to, to toxic fandoms yeah. and that sort of thing. Um, for something like that, it's it's very 
Well, no, it's very picky and choosy. Like mm-hmm. there, I watch. We watch Shameless, right? Mm-hmm. You and I both really enjoy Shameless. I don't know if you've ever seen. I Shameless. haven't. I, I've been told yes. I need to. The, two two of the main actors who portray a gay couple are straight actors, but yeah. they do it with dignity and respect, and it's really just it's it's very well shipped. Yes, but that's okay. But this like it, fandoms are very yeah strange beasts. But um, that's neither here nor there. Is that actually your favorite? No, okay. <laughs> favorite favorite. The one that I, I found myself still tearing up to is when uh, Spider when Peter Parker comes back and Tony Stark sees him for the first time. Yeah, um, yeah. and and he hugs him and he's like, "Oh, this is nice." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I I got a little like I I don't get weepy when Iron Man dies or when Cap you know decides to to stick around, but I do get weepy when Spider Man like. Re- I have to say, there's something about reunions mm-hmm. yeah. of people. Like I can remember crying years ago at in the in a league of their own when Gina Davis's yes. husband comes back yep. from the war. I still remember that. Um, I can't watch videos of soldiers coming home. Oh really? Yeah. I cannot do it. It's like a- it is just there's just something so powerful. Yeah, about it. yeah. No, so reunions I'm, I'm with are big for me. Yeah. So seeing that with with them. Um, I think probably also the cap, the cap versus cap fight is just yeah. so yeah. much fun, and and it, it's you know making it, it's also poking fun at the character a little bit and seeing how you know altruistic and patriotic he was at one point and now he's like yeah all right do you want a fun yeah. fact about that yes please all right fun fact about that originally it was John done, Walker actually was in there. John Walker was the other <laughs> one yeah um, originally that scene was done with both Captain America's not wearing helmets because if okay. you remember in in Avengers. He gets his helmet taken away by one of the Chitari, and yeah. that's why he doesn't have it in the circle yes. scene. But when they did test screenings, people couldn't tell which cap was which. That makes sense. So yeah. if you look at at that Captain America, you can tell that his mask was digitally added in. Uh, <clears throat> but that makes sense. Yeah. I do find something very ironic in what we're talking about, and after I do my... Oh, do you have a gripe? I've been racking my brain. I can't think of anything. That, that's totally fine. Like, I, I it, will let you know when I do come up okay. with something. Okay. So... Um, there's something ironic about what we're all talking about. And after I do my, my favorite scene in my gripe, um, my favorite scene, this, this is tough for me. This movie is filled with iconic, powerful scenes. The scene that always sticks out to me when I talk to people about this movie, though, is that opening scene. Yeah. When they set the tone with watching Hawkeye's family just disappear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That scene just sticks out like the yeah. most horrifying and it's, and it's not even like – and that's not a normal guy. That's Hawkeye. He fought robots like yeah. a year prior to this. Yeah. Like he's seen some things. And to see him just, just – destroyed. Just like basically crying out in despair. And then when he time travels back for the first time and he tries to get into that house even though he knew he wasn't supposed to, mm-hmm. like that's powerful stuff. And, yeah. and it's a very emotional – and like he – Characters are dealing with this in in rough ways. You got Thor, you got Hawkeye, you got Steve Rogers even dealing with it, trying to like make sense of it. It's hard seeing a hopeless cat, mm-hmm. but um that that scene always really sticks out. So I one more thing I'll yeah, add yeah, too, yeah. and and this is one of the most devastating moments, and I I very audibly remember this being in the theaters that opening weekend as probably we all were, and seeing the words very slowly five years later. Bold move. Yeah. Everyone just went. Oh, like it was smart though. It was a smart gasp. move. Yeah. Um, and seeing Paul Lang come back and are you just get... gonna keep calling him Paul Lang? Shoot, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Call him Ant Man. <laughs> and seeing 
Paul Rudd coming back and scouring the names oh, for, it, it's yeah. heart wrenching. Him and his daughter for his daughter, pr- pretty much. Yeah. And again, that reunion with him and his daughter just yeah. gets me all weepy. You know, mm-hmm. she got recast for uh, Quantumania, played by yeah. uh, Catherine Newton, who plays uh, Cassiel's daughter on Supernatural. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we'll talk about that at the end. But um, so he, here's my ironic. Oh no, well, let me t- say my gripe first. My gripe, I think I mentioned, was was the Hulk stuff. I found it very. Mm-hmm. disappointing that we did not get his story. I know that there's a whole lot of legal right. issues with Universal because they still technically own the rights. Yeah. But, excuse me, they, um, I think they, they dropped the ball on the Hulk stuff and I really, really, I wanted his rematch with Thanos. That's what I wanted. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. He gets his moment with like, you know, he snaps and on all that, but it's like I said, we, we fell in love with the character. The, the Hulk and Bruce Banner were different characters. You know, and we even get to see it. So many stairs. Like, yeah. Hey, take the stairs. I hate the stairs. Like so we, many stairs. Yeah. <laughs> like we 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 got to love both characters. Like Bruce Banner was a different character than the Hulk, and the, and it was great. He's the Hulk's gone. Like Bruce Banner killed him. Mm-hmm. There, like if they had a moment where like Bruce Banner like acted like the Hulk, like when he, when he throws the bench after he finds out Natasha dies. I would have loved to see him kind of go on a little bit of like a mini Hulk rampage, and they're like, "No, no, no, you have to, yeah, snap back." Like, but he never gets. He's he, like they. As soon as Tony comes in to fix time travel, it's like, "Where was the Hulk here?" Yeah, um, I got a question for you. Yeah. this is this is actually this is a great because this is a scene that every time it comes up, I don't understand the purpose of it, and it's such a small insignificant scene. So I'm, I hesitate to even bring it up. The scene at Tony's funeral. When his daughter Morgan and Happy are sitting there together talking about cheeseburgers, cheeseburgers. what is the point of that moment? Is am I missing something? The first thing Tony Stark asked for when he got back in the Iron Man one is that what it is? He wanted it. He said, "I want an American cheeseburger." That was just that was just the first thing when when he gets rescued at the beginning of Iron Random, but it was just more like you know. Well, it's kind of having dad like cheeseburgers. It's kind of like having that. Random kid who's like who who's that random kid at the funeral? Right, which that's Harley. That's the kid, yeah, that's Harley, the Iron Man three kid. Yeah, yeah. his name you is know. Harley, guys. But that that's another scene that gets me is when they're watching a video. I love you. One thousand, three thousand. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I love you too, Dad. I yeah. mean, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> I should call my dad after this. I, I will say then, my gripe is that cheeseburger moment of like no, no, it doesn't fair, strike fair. me as yeah. it seems really weirdly tacked on. Mm-hmm. They could have found a better callback. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm, so, I'm kind of surprised that no one brought up any of like the big moments. So, so here, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Ironically, there there are moments in this film that are legendary, not just in film, but also especially comic book films. So let's let's bring up the two big ones, I, or at least in my opinion, the two mm-hmm. biggest. I know one of them is. Okay. One of them I is is Captain America picking up yeah, uh, Mjolnir. Yeah. That was it. Was a setup. It was a build up and it was also a show of the characters where they are even Thor when he's like I knew it like I he had that it. look he's like yeah. it wasn't like an angry look yeah like when you see him move the hammer in Age of Ultron Thor was like panicking he's a different character now he's a totally yeah. different character yeah. and like you know that and then of course we have the Avengers assemble line which still like even right now I'm like sitting here just like <laughs> we like, finally get it after how many years? We're all geeking out. But I I still wanted like the one guy like he's like assemble and you just hear in the background. What do you say? <laughs> we don't all have comms. Yeah, <laughs> they all managed to get earpieces that connected too. Falcon's yeah. on her horse like. 
that was always a joke about the, the Avengers. They never actually had earpieces yeah. in. and But um, both of those scenes, I think, were, they're the easy choices. Because don't get me wrong, they're awesome. You, yeah. you, you know what I like better? What's that? On your left. Like that that whole sequence. Oh, yeah. that, like that, 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 that is to like to me is the best line in the movie. Really? Yes. Really? Best line? Best line. Okay. Is on your left. That that I to do me... prefer that to Avengers Assemble. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well he, well, hold on. Don't forget uh, too that I don't I don't have the, the root uh, uh, in a lot of the um, cartoons and everything that where Avengers Assemble, that phrase was such a big deal. So to me, it was never a big deal. Well, in the comics too. So like yeah. for, for me, there are certain, I, I love calls to action, right? Mm-hmm. I love like the, the war cry. Yeah. You know, we, you have Avengers Assemble is, is uh, arguably the most iconic one. Then you get like uh, Titans Go was a big one when I was growing up. The Justice League never really had one, but um, you know, there, there are certain things that like, just they're just so iconic mm. and avengers assemble was always and of course we got the tease in age of ultron yeah. and is which, that when they cut it off yep avengers avengers click but um yeah i mean though that that whole battle sequence from the start even when they first like when thanos first drops down i am very concerned as to why clint still had his wife's phone plan still active but <laughs> <laughs> it's been five years man you yeah, pay right? for that bill but um the second that it's Thanos cheaper. attacks, just it is yeah. nonstop, just pure. Just let I even consider I consider that its own film at that point. Like yeah. it, it's just a masterclass of of keeping track and like you've you've seen some of the, there's some of the alternate takes that they yeah. did, and uh, it's just once that fight happens until the end of the movie would be a five out of five. Oh, that, that's until that's, when until the until the end. Okay. Would, would be like a five out of five. Okay. Like I, if that I will. Was a movie. I can't even deny that one of my favorite things is uh, the payoff of activate instant kill. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I got this. <laughs> I don't got this. Somebody help! I one of my biggest, biggest, biggest. I know what you're gonna say. Go ahead. Regrets. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you were gonna dump on Captain Marvel for a minute. We'll, we'll talk about that okay. in a second. But um, one of my biggest regrets is we're never gonna see Steve Rogers Captain America with Spider Man again. I thought I would have because Spider-Man versus Queens. Yeah, that's one of the best scenes in yeah, Civil War when they is. interact and like, yep. and there's that almost like that camaraderie, that almost that little rivalry. Even just seeing Cap in the Spider-Man movie as in the health videos. Oh, yeah. that's great. <laughs> yep. I I thoroughly regret that we will never. I would love to see. I would have loved to see Spider-Man really torn between the two of them, like he was in the comics, mm-hmm. or even oh, just yeah. like just training with Captain America, who's like. Hey, you're doing a great job. Just this is what you can do better. And then you got Tony Stark like, I'm taking my suit back. Yeah. Like to see the conflict, the the different mentor roles in a movie, that would have been wonderful. Yeah. But uh, let's talk. We'll talk Captain Marvel. Let's talk Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was kicked out of the movie. She yep. like literally they, they went out of their way to remove her from the movie because she. Are you talking about the characters or the filmmakers? The, the filmmakers. Okay. They, they, they were like. So she's too powerful. She she go away. Yeah. All right. I was busy on another. Now planet. there have been lots of complaints about Captain Marvel that you know the expectations were so high for her that she was going to be such such play such a big role and then she had little to no role in the movie. Don't get me wrong. When Thanos tries to headbutt her, that's one of my favorite moments. Oh yeah. She just like, stands there. Yeah. And she takes it like it it takes the Infinity Stone itself. Um, yeah. But also that means she's more powerful. She's stronger than the Hulk. 
Well, yeah. okay. Looking, rewatching this movie, I realized the strength of some of the characters that was underestimated. Like, for example, Wanda. Wanda is way more powerful than we ever really noticed. And in fact, mm-hmm. it's addressed in WandaVision that she yes. was as powerful as she was. Because I didn't really notice in Endgame that she does actually have Thanos at oh, one she, point. She and was she's gonna ready win. Yeah. Yeah, to she win. Was. And then I think, doesn't she get attacked by the ship or something like That's that? That's when he, he has the entire ship. The rain ship down just fire. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rain fire. Um, so, like, it's okay if a character is more powerful than Thanos. Like, because Captain Marvel is clearly super, super powerful. Um, and that's why they need to like they need to they bring her in at just the right times and have her leave at just the right times. Like rewatching it this time, my expectations were for her were different, and I knew that they were using her where they could. Um, and as a result, her role made more sense to me this time. For me, I just don't find her likable. I found her more likable this I time. I rewatched Captain Marvel recently. I have to do that. And I, I, I enjoyed it more, um, I think, but just I, I don't find her like I don't I don't there's She's there's, not relatable. There's an aloofness to yeah. her sometimes. It, and it's almost like, you know I it's it's hard to put my finger on it because yeah. it's nothing against Brie Larson. I I don't have a problem with Brie Larson. Um, I've seen a lot of her different roles and I think she's a lot of fun. Scott Pilgrim, which yeah. we're gonna talk about at the end of the month. Yep. You know, she's in that. I have no problem with her, but like for some reason in in especially this movie, she's just very unlikable to the point where like she doesn't want to be there. Like she she literally is like I'm just gonna do this myself. She's not an Avenger. Mm-hmm. She's not a team player. No, no. Okay. Um, because the last team kind of burned her, so I get it. Yeah. But also she she comes as I'm a huge Superman fan. I'm I'm a very big Superman fan. Really. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> no, I don't know. I have a tattoo, but anyway, um, tramp stamp, lower back. But anyway, um, I I do get annoyed though when Superman is the just the MacGuffin almost, yeah. like where yeah. he's just well, I, I as as badass as he was in Zack Snyder's Justice League or in the or in the Whedon cut, like it still makes me kind of go, oh, it's cool, but at the same time, what do you need the rest of the team for? Yeah. Like when, when they do the a force lineup, you know, all the females, they didn't need the team. She, she blew up the whole ship just by walking through it. Basically. Yeah. Like what, what do we need? You know, you get your cool female team shot up, which I'm all about. I thought it was a really cool shot, yeah. but like, what, do you, what does Captain Marvel need backup for in this? Yeah. Like, like I said, don't get me wrong. When she and Thanos are going toe to toe, it's really cool. But the fact that a she she's way overpowered, more powerful than the Hulk, which is his whole thing is, he's the strongest. Yeah, the stupidest Avenger. The stupidest, <laughs> stupidest Avenger. But like, it it just it never sat well with me, and I I didn't like her in this movie. I didn't find her appealing in this movie, and I'll be really upset if she takes control of the Avengers moving forward, which we'll we'll talk about at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronnie, thoughts on Captain Marvel? Um. I'm kind of in the same boat. You know, she had her that nice moment where she gets headbutted and she's like, yeah, no, that ain't doing it for me. You know, because she she is strong. She's one of the strongest characters in Marvel. Um, so you would expect her to be able to go toe to toe with Thanos. Um, kind of like you said, it was kind of like, you know what? I'm the best. I know I'm better than all of you. So I'm going to do my thing while you guys can do your thing. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Which, like, don't get me wrong, I, I don't have a problem with her being like, hey, 
what's happening on earth is happening everywhere else and this, this is my job yeah i i just she it it's it didn't look good where they're like Oh, okay. Uh, well, oh no, she's got to go save other planets. Well, I think because yeah. they set her up so much as being sort of like. Because remember, at the end of Infinity War, he's got the beeper and it calls her, and we're all yeah. like, "Oh, she's the one that's going to change everything." And it's not. It's actually Scott Lang <laughs> who changes everything. <laughs> and and right. Thor's the one that kills Thanos yeah. in the beginning. Like, yeah, they didn't need her to do that. I think I just really hate her smart mom haircut. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think that's actually going to wrap us up for tonight. We kind of went over a little too much. We are going to save our speculation on the Marvel Cinematic Universe and where it's going and kind of some of our expectations for our Falcon and Winter Soldier episode. So we would love to hear some thoughts and theories from you guys. Uh, Ronnie, what are some ways people can get in touch with us? You can get in touch with us via the Facebook Right, just look us up, the Multiverse Fancast, or even the Misfit Faction, in order to give some dot stuff. com dot com. Um, well, I was talking about Facebook, but yes, you can also go to the website, the Misfit Faction dot com. <laughs> I'm running out of voice. I've hosted two podcasts, man. <laughs> that was great. Um, you can find us, you know, obviously on it. Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you use. Uh, tune in also. So if you have an Alexa, you can listen to us on your alexa alexa bring up the multiverse fan cast we will be there alexa just goes no <laughs> also um, iHeartRadio. yeah iHeartRadio as well we're all over the place so wherever you listen to anything you can find us all right so i think that's pretty much going to wrap us up tonight uh as always i'm paul i'm ronnie i'm rob and we'll be back in a flash <laughs>